Hey, tennis fans, and welcome to another edition of Matchpoint Canada, the official podcast of Tennis Canada. We're also members of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm Ben Lewis, joined alongside Mike McIntyre, and this is a special podcast release. Mike, you got the opportunity to chat with Bianca Andrescu, who is amazingly playing her first clay tournament in two years, uh, first one since 2019 competing in Strasbourg. Yeah, and she's back with a 6-1-6-2 victory, a very clean-cut victory on clay uh, in Strasbourg against Andrea Lazaro Garcia, uh, a qualifier, Spanish qualifier at 26 years of age who just qualified for her first ever WTA main draw. Um, and uh, Bianca took advantage, obviously, uh, of the situation and played what she said in press afterwards was one of the top five cleanest matches that she's ever played. So pretty big statement considering, um, I mean, it's not like she's been around forever, but still um, one of her best victories in that sense. And uh, great to have Bianca back, feeling healthy, ready to go. And uh, I think we're both, along with all of her fans, pretty excited about what she can do uh, with Roland Garros coming up uh, shortly. Yeah, absolutely. Just a thrill for her to get in a important clay court event ahead of Roland Garros. It's a smaller event, but definitely, as you said, a, a big statement to call this a top five win. Um, I don't know what the expectations were for her. We're just seeing her back on clay, as we mentioned, uh, since 2019, but she is the number one seed at this event, getting some important match play uh, ahead of Roland Garros, the second Grand Slam of the season. Fingers crossed she looks healthy. And um, why don't we hear from Bianca Andrescu on how she felt about the match and how she feels moving forward. I felt really good out there and I've been practicing a lot on clay too. So it was good. It was good coming back and actually playing a real match. What's the hardest thing about stepping back on the red dirt after so much time away? Like when you first had your practice sessions and maybe your first practice match out there, what was the, the toughest thing for you? Uh, I don't know. Um, I can't really say anything about today because today was, it was really good from my part, uh, but I really just wanted to focus on playing good clay court tennis, going out there with the right mindset, having fun and enjoying being back on court on clay. You said in your pre-tournament press that one of the positives about being off from the tour this time around was getting a little bit more family time in back at home. Uh, is that back living with mom and dad, having like some rules over your head from that time or... Or what, uh, what did that look like for you when you're back yeah. home here in Ontario? Yeah, there's always going to be some usual childhood things going around in the house, but I love it. I don't always get the chance to have that, but it's nice. They do my laundry, they cook and stuff like that. It's awesome. And then being with my doggy Coco is really, really great. It's unfortunate, obviously, everything you've been through and, and we feel it for you at a distance and your fans, obviously, as well. For you, when you have these setbacks, having this kind of experience, unfortunately, is it easier for you to roll with it? Because it's like, well, I've been through it before, so I know how to mentally sort of temper things and, and put myself in the right frame of mind. Or is it just super frustrating? Like, here we go again. I think a little bit of both. There's always that frustration at the beginning for me when something does happen. But being in that situation before as well helps a lot because I'll learn from the mistakes I did when it happened back then and I just do it differently now and I use the things that did help and then apply it um, 
again, yeah. if it happens, when it happens, whatever. I feel like a sense of calmness, though. It's really weird. Like, when things happen, I get frustrated. And then, yeah, I just, I have that sense of calmness. Like, everything's going to be okay. And that obviously comes with, like, the people around me, the support I get from my friends as well and all of that which is great and i hope i can have that throughout the rest of my life back here at home in toronto and montreal we're sort of crossing our fingers and trying to stay optimistic that the national bank open can happen this summer of course that is getting closer and closer um what are your hopes for the tournament and have you heard anything in terms of what direction things might be leaning in terms of the realistic possibility of having a tournament uh, in both of our big cities here I really, really want the tournament to happen in Canada. I heard some things that it could be moved to um, the States, like where Cincinnati is going to be held, but I really hope that's not the case. But at the end of the day, safety comes first. But if uh, Canada can make something happen with having the tournament there, it'd be great. It's a totally different atmosphere if it's played at home where it's always played versus somewhere else. It just has a different atmosphere, different environment, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, I grew up on these courts, so it'll definitely help me bring back good memories as well. Ending on a positive, uh, you're rocking the new haircut uh, we see. And uh, <laughs> tennis players usually are, are superstitious creatures and stick to the same things, perhaps the same look. You've got the, the hair tie on your arm and the Canada dampener on your racket. Would you say you're more of someone who likes to keep things the same in general? I really don't. I hate routine. I hate doing the same thing all the time, even in practice. Like I tell my coach to change things up. Sometimes I'll listen to music on the court. Um, but I feel like that's been more recent like last three years I'd say three four years where I kind of developed that because before I was a little shy you know and now that I have a voice I have um, a lot of people following me and all of that I really want to inspire them to be themselves and not to be afraid about what anyone thinks of anything about them like if you want to do that go do it in a respectful manner of course but yeah I, I really want to portray that to others my last question for you here, and I don't want to put you too much on the spot. It's not a tennis question, but I did see you tweet, tweet out your support for the Toronto Maple Leafs the other yeah. day. And so big match tonight between Toronto and Montreal. Uh, fair disclosure, I'm on the other side being a Montrealer, but uh, it's okay. We can still. Yeah. Up. What's your prediction for the series if you want to be so bold and, and go? Oh, man. Anything can happen. Um, I know the Leafs haven't been doing really well like over the past years, but I'm rooting for them every step of the way and whatever they can do for us Canadians is incredible. Win or lose, they're really, really great, but a win would be great. <laughs> Thanks for your Even time. We're, we're hoping to see a few more wins from you. So all the best uh, here and in Paris right. as well. Appreciate it. There you have it. Mike's interview with Bianca Andrescu. I love these smaller events, honestly, because it's an opportunity for us journalists to get some like solid player access. It's not always uh, the availability you can get from a star like Bianca Andrescu to, you know, chat with them for five, six minutes, but 
the opportunity presented itself, Mike, and you handled it well. Yeah, thank you. And it, it came about totally like fluke. You know, I put in, I told you earlier, I put in this press pass months ago for Strasbourg, never knowing if there would be any Canadians in there or not. You know, sometimes you just got to roll the dice. And as it turned out, you know, unfortunately, because of Bianca's setback with COVID and then not being able to go to Italy to play in Rome, uh, that she wanted to squeeze this tournament in. So it just kind of worked out nicely. And it's very rare you talk to a top 10 player um, let alone one-on-one, even in her general press conference, there were only about six of us in there. So you take full advantage. And uh, uh, it was great to, to ask some questions uh, of a player who just had a victory in a good mood, a little bit more chatty, obviously. And, and you could tell she's happy to be back and, um, and, and ready to rock. Yeah, I, I think also, uh, and she kind of touched on this, being able to deal with setbacks. She has experience dealing with setbacks before that I think mentally she knows how to handle it. She doesn't get too down on herself. She's just excited, thrilled to be back on the court competing again. She knows her body feels healthy. So I think she's just embracing this fact that she is back on the clay competing once more. And you guys touched on the National Bank Open as well, which you know you and I know is both up in the air, but you can see how much love Bianca has for competing in front of her home crowd in Canada. And obviously some of her best memories happening uh, in Toronto just two years ago as well. She was pretty open about the fact she really wants this tournament to happen here on Canadian soil and who can blame her. That's how we're all feeling as well as members of the media. And, and I know tennis fans in Toronto and Montreal and and those who like to flock to those cities, which probably isn't going to be a realistic possibility this summer, but uh, for fans living in those cities anyways, even if it's in a limited capacity, we're still holding out slim hope that hopefully that can happen remains to be seen. Uh, in the meantime, Bianca does have this tournament where she's the number one seed. And despite her um, absence again, since the Miami open, I'd say she's certainly the, the favorite in my mind. Uh, I spoke with Andrea Lazaro Garcia after the match about what it was like to play Bianca. And she said she was overwhelmed. She admitted she was overwhelmed by her nerves uh, of playing a, a top 10 player and that Bianca's game was everything she expected it to be and more on the surface. Um, And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be hearing that from her future opponents this week as well as things progress here. Yeah, I like to hear that review. And of course, we love to hear Bianca Andrescu once again. Um, This is one of two podcasts of this week. So stay tuned with us at Matchpoint Canada, because we also have uh, a great sit down interview that I did with uh, Rebecca Marino. And of course, French Open around the corner. We'll be talking about Roland Garros qualifying as well. But uh, for Bianca Andrescu fans, just a little snippet as she competes um, at the WTA Strasbourg event ahead of the French Open. You've been listening to Matchpoint Canada. We will talk to you next time.